Hey, my name is Ivanya Easley, and this is the Closet Chronicles. I am the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about sharing our fashion journeys and stories, how we got started in the business and how the journey is going. And we talk with different fashion industry professionals, usually every week or so. We have a special guest. And today we have a special guest all the way from the West Coast, California. You're in Los Angeles, right? Yes. Yes. From Los Angeles, L.A., we have a special guest. Her name is Aisha, and her line is Isayla, and she makes beautiful pieces, and she's going to tell us her story, tell us about her line, and, of course, where you can find it. And then, of course, I'll tag you it on social media so that they can um, go and shop your line and shake you out and follow you. So welcome. Thank you for taking the time. You're so, so welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I know you are busy. So want to get, of course, your story, how you started when you first fell in love with fashion and, you know, what made you decide to be a designer and all of the things. So go ahead and just yeah. tell us your story. <laughs> <laughs> so I started by introducing myself to fashion at a young age. Um, I have an older sister, two older sisters, and it was really a lot of playing in my older sister's closet she was mm-hmm. very fashionable um she would buy like unique pieces on ebay and I would, okay. just, I would just really just have fun in her closet i went to private school so you know you wear uniform but the times that we were able to you know they called it free dress i yes. would go into her closet and just be the most fashionable person at school um she i would didn't always mind? get no, she didn't mind. I mean, well, she was older, so she would, you know, already be at school. Then I have to, I go to school later, so I would take some things in my backpack and then change them. <laughs> so so this, she didn't know to mind is what it sounds like. <laughs> right. She didn't know to mind. And then she until she come back and be like, where's this? Where's this? I'll be like, oh, I have it. Oh, you know, but as I got older and then when she went off to college and she would still, she left like some of her good things here and also in high school. So I would just have fun. I would just be like, okay, I'm going to wear this, wear this, wear this. And then my mom got me into, you know, modeling. I was like, I want to do modeling. I want to try this. So I was like, I like fashion. And then it just took off from there. Just fashion really, it comes effortless to me. And Mm -hmm. that was something that I really wanted to do in a career, something that came effortless to yes. me because I wasn't really into the school education mm-hmm. as much I was just like everything you know it doesn't excite me but fashion yeah. was exciting I could be myself yeah I could express myself through clothing and I went to after that I um, graduated high school and I went to FIDM that's F-I-D-M Fashion Institute of Design Merchandise in Los Angeles um, I got my AA in apparel industry management and then I got my BS there in business management. Okay, I love it. I love it. Now, because you did get your um, AA in the design and apparel, and then you got the BS in the business, do you think both of those helped you not only be a creative, be able, but to be able to handle the business side of being a creative? Honestly, I would say you, like school gives you a blueprint of like, discipline of what you want to do what you're seeking for and you have instructors mentors that will help you you know try their best to help you with your vision but I would say school the business side it helped to understand you know I learned it like this in 
the business world, anything you do, fashion, anything, it's 80% business, 20% creativity. Oh, definitely agree. I say that too. Yeah. So everything is business minded, but I really, really didn't really grasp business yet in school because like I didn't know how to, you know, run anything. (laughs) So you really start to understand the fundamentals of what you're doing when you start having a business and cash flows, your money's coming in, you're losing money, expenses, all of this. So So you weren't going to job. I wasn't. I wasn't. So it was just, you know, a imagination, but it was just like a vision of how I had of one of my own business and everything, but I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So you learned, you got your experience and learned kind of as you built your brand. That's right. That's right. So once you graduated school, did you immediately start designing for yourself or did you work for another fashion house to kind of get some kind of experience first or how did, how did it go from graduating college for fashion to having your own line? I did both. So after I graduated, I went strictly into debuting my collection at LA Fashion Week at Art Hearts Fashion. And it was it was a great success and everything. But you know, me being, you know, an amateur, I'm thinking, ooh, sellers are gonna come. Yes. No, they don't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I was like, oh, you know, I have a great product. They're just going to buy it. No, like I didn't even market it. I didn't really have a social media together. I just had great clothes. So that kind yeah. of, it, it made me, it was like reality check. It was like, yeah. okay, no sales are coming in. I have to figure this out. So yeah. I got a job at, as a, um, what was it called? As an office, as an office clerk at Ross. It was okay. a, a Ross corporate. So I would help the buyer. And it was in, it was in um, denim. I helped the buyer with that. And then like the next year I went off to Burlington as a merchandise assistant to help with them. Same thing in the buying corporation. Okay. So I was just like switching a lot of jobs. And then February 21, I was assistant buyer. So I have experience in buying. So I love that. So I kept it in, I kept it in buying just to see, you know, how do you know, um, buyers buy, what are they into? So it really helped grasp with, you know, what I'm designing as well. Yes. And then I would say what last year was like the first year I really, um, I said, okay, I'm going to take the leap of faith and I'm going to work for myself hundred percent, like full time. Yes. So that's my journey with that. You know, I say, you know, you got, you you get some experience and then you start your brand, but I did both at the same time. I would yeah. say working the nine to five, it really pushed and really motivate me to say, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. But yeah. you know, you have to make ends meet. You still have to put money into your craft. Like, yes. where is it going to come from? So yes. I say, if you can do both, that's great. But like, but don't, you know, give up on the end goal, which is like having your own brand working for yourself. Yes, totally agree with that. I always tell uh, my students that you can look at your job as your first investor in your business, maybe the only investor, depending on how you go about it. But when you're getting that consistent income, that is totally different from entrepreneurship, which can be a roller coaster of ups and downs, ebbs and flows. But if you know you're consistently getting a check every two weeks, now it's like, okay, I can take money from this check to pay my website, to buy fabric, to do this, to do that. Until you get to a place where you're like, hey, I'm ready to step out on faith or I'm able to make this thing work. So I love um, I love that you tried different jobs. You probably learned a lot and you were able to apply that to your own business as well. 
Yes, indeed. Yes, most definitely. I didn't realize it had only been a year, though, because you're in sex. I know. Ooh, by the grace of God. I know. I know. It's It was a lot. You know, honestly, when I got the email, the call about, you know, hey, you know, sex is interested, I was still working. I was still working. And I was just like, whoa, okay. And I was... Because um, to me, that just goes to show how talented you are as well as how well crafted your clothes are made to be in sex it's not like they're at you know no shade to target or anything but i'm just saying <laughs> i mean sex yeah <laughs> thank you thank you right it was just really i really see it was at the right time in my life and i was ready to transition you know i my mom and my uh, my aunt are like my two best friends i talk to about my business and I'm just always up and down crying. I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want this job anymore. Like I'm trying to figure out how I can maneuver. How can I make Isaiah, you know, my first priority. And then yes. that, that happened. And then, you know, also I got laid off um, with Forever 21 in July. And I was like, okay, I think this is a sign to push. Yes. And I said, okay. So from then it just, it just really took off. Like I had, traction because I started my brand 2019 Mm -hmm. so it's it's gonna be four years soon next year Mm -hmm. but you know me getting that call you know you're in sacks I was like okay this is my time that is amazing now with the sacks deal was it like they just found you and said they were interested or like you found the program and went through it or like you know not with getting all the details but just to me that's just really amazing (laughs) Of course. No, I'm all about dropping gems to anyone that is interested. So yes, I, um, I signed up um, with a program. It's called the Raised Fashion um, Program. And basically, they help 25 um, Black designers, and they do it each year. And I found out about it from um, Elise Walker's buyer, because I was an Elise Walker last year as well. Okay. And she was like, you should apply. And I said, okay. So I got chosen um, amongst at the designers, you probably know, um, Oak and Acorn, Fiel, yeah. um, Bruce Glenn. So I was amongst all of them. And it basically was a program where they're like, we're going to help Excel. For Excel, you get to the next step. Like, what do you, what do you all need from us? And I was like, this is amazing. So I got partnered up with a great mentor named Kelsey Lau. She was a buyer for Saks. Okay. For what, what was she the buyer for? It was denim. Now she's okay. at Moda. And she was like, I really think you have something that Saks doesn't have. And she was like, I'm going to make an introduction for you. And I she love did. it. And she did. She was like, you just have to, you know, nail this interview with them. And I said, okay, this buy meeting. And I did. And the next day they were just like, okay, we're ready to buy. And I was like, no way. So, you know, that's how it started. So I feel like for any designers out there, I would say always be on the hunt, yeah. be researching for programs, you know, with everything happening, there are good people out there that are willing and wanting to help black designers. So just I always, you know, that. just that, keep, keep looking. <laughs> that is an amazing, I, I love that. I really do. And relationships are so important. And the fact you join the programs with the relationships with people, they liked you, they liked your designs and they made intros and it helped lead you to that opportunity. And you were ready for it because you had been doing all the work. 
That's right. You know, I always say, you know, preparation meets opportunity. Always. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, what is a common myth or something you think people have a perception of, of, you know, maybe it being a designer or being in the fashion industry that once you actually get into it, you realize like, oh, that's just how it's portrayed on social media. That's not always real life. Well, you know, the thing with social media, I mean, I, I take a fall. I do it too. You know, you don't always show your lows. I, I don't because I feel like I use Instagram, my personal as a platform where I want to show, you know, that nothing is impossible. Like, yes, there's lows and everything, but I look at my platform as to inspire you, something to look back at, you know, like all the things that I'm so proud of. Like, yeah. I really feel like people get misconstrued that, you know, I have, like, I'll be honest, like, I have lows, you know, months, no sales on my website. And then, you know, you just keep going. Like, yeah. it's just a lot that entrepreneurs go through. We might not show, but, you know, we still are, you know, pumping and grinding yes. to really try to move this, you know. Some are doing this, you know, no, um, you know, no support, meaning, you know, no team. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like a one-woman show. I really am. Like, I have, you know, my freelancers that help me. But yeah. really, it's me. So if I don't move, I, nothing's going to move. So yeah. I'm always having to be in the best mental, you know, health as possible. I need yes. to have great energy around me. So, and you know, being healthy. So a lot of things go into it. So, and I, and I really would say, you know, it's okay if you don't show everything. I always feel like not everything is meant to be in the public eye. Like I save agree. Some, you know, save some things, you know, for you, you know, I always say it's you and God. That's all that matters. Yeah. And so, you know, be inspiring, you know, tell others, you know, like what I'm doing, it's not impossible. You can do it too. So I would say the biggest thing that really gets misconstrued is that you know, people have a success story, you know, it's, it happens, you know, um, you know, what do you, what, what do they say? Like overnight? Yes. That's, that's not true. You know, people yes. have been grinding and working hard. So for years, think everything is overnight, overnight success. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I love that. What do you think is your most important lesson you've learned thus far? Um, one thing I'm really learning is it's content. It's it's gonna be so vague social media, but like content is king. Yeah. Um, I really, really, I think I took for granted how much that in business when you're trying to put yourself out there, you have to really market it. It's just a strategy. Yeah. So if you don't have those in place, it's not it's not gonna reach the people that you want to. You really have to. You have to plan. You have to. Yeah. You know, my mom always tells me you have to um, work to plan and plan to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was my biggest thing. I thought I could just make pretty clothes and people are going to gravitate to me. No, that's not that's not how it works at all. And because all. it's so crowded, like on social media or just in the world. And now that we have social media, you have to figure out how to stand out to reach your ideal customer and persona. Because there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of people on social media selling right. and buy, the whole thing. So, yeah, you're right. That's absolutely right. Like, absolutely. Like, there's so many brands out here doing innovative things. And it's just like, whoa. So it becomes crowded a competition. Like, well, how can I, you know, be yes. in the forefront? How can I be seen? Yeah. But also, you know, being authentic to yourself. You know, exactly. if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I do love that as well. And I know you said you're a one-person team and you mainly have contractors. Are the clothes manufactured here in the States? Yes, that is. And I'm so proud of that. That's a big thing, you know, with my mission, you know, yes. integrity, like ethical. Like I keep everything in Los Angeles. I pay, I you know, that. my contractors, you know, um, a living fair, rate, yes. fair living rate. And like I have just small, a small team, like it's two or three and it's in based in downtown Los Angeles. And that's the plan to keep it here. I really feel like people think to have a high driving revenue business, you have to go overseas. You don't, yeah. you, you don't, you don't, you know, have your margins, right. You know, know the cost of your fabrications, you know, negotiate, you know, everything's about relationships that I've learned with business. Everything's about relationships. If you yeah. have a strong relationship with people, they will work with you. Yes. Yes. And for you. Yes. So that's my biggest thing that I've learned. I love that. I love that. Now, what would you give as advice to someone who is either just getting started or even listening and like, oh, wow, that's an amazing story. I wish that could happen for me. I'm just trying to figure it out. What would be a piece of advice that you would give um, to them? So if someone's looking to get into the same field as me or just anything, I really will say the biggest takeaway is you have to prepare. You have to prepare. You never know yeah. anytime your moment is going to come. Um, if you're working, if you're in college, you know, coming from school, coming from work, take, you know, an hour or two to work on your craft. Like yeah. really work on your craft. That's, that's the biggest thing I would say. Put some time in like work hard. Yeah. And then lastly, you know, have confidence in yourself. Yeah. No, I love all of those and totally cosign and agree because being consistent and studying your craft and I would say baby steps are better than no steps. So um, I yes. train other stylists or other stylists to be in this business because I've been a stylist full time for a living for over a decade. And they're like, well, how did you do it? And I'm just always like, you know, one, I've been consistent since I started. And then in the beginning, when you don't have as much clients, that's the time to be like, let me study the craft even more. Let me do research and all the things you don't necessarily have time for once you get busy with running the business, operating the business, having clients and all of the things is that you got to keep pushing that needle forward by doing something versus like, yeah. okay, I have no clients, nothing's going on. What do I do? There's always something to do. Always, always. And then the last question, because I'm not going to hold you too long, is what are three books, podcasts, or movies, because everybody does something different. So if you're not a reader, maybe you're a movie or a podcaster, that you would recommend um, to the audience to listen to or read or check out for this industry? So podcasts. I'm not really big with podcasts, but I would say this influencer entrepreneur that I listen to it's almost like a podcast I know he has one but I don't listen to it I just follow him on Instagram and, and um, LinkedIn it's Gary V oh okay yeah I know him mm -hmm. Gary V gives really great you know inspirational motivation yeah. you know about entrepreneurship and he I love that he's always about kindness and that's yeah. what I'm all about too in business you know yeah. kindness is a big strategy that people yes. miss when you're kind in business kind to your work doesn't everything's you know he says you know you work for your employees. They don't work for you. Yeah. And I believe that 100%. Yeah. So I think he's someone, you know, that's really would be great for people to want to be fired up and yes. you know, 
to really, you know, go into, you know, entrepreneurship that, you know, are not sure. And he's always talked about, you know, take your time. You know, I think yeah. he said he started his business, you know, in, in the wine industry yeah, he did. at a young age at like 20 helping his dad. And now, you know, he's successful at 40 yeah. or so. So it's just like, you know, like anyone can be successful. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no age, no time, you know, just take your time, run your race. That's what I say. Exactly. And then lastly, a book that I love that I read, I pick up time and time. Um, It's called The Power of Broke by Damon John. Okay. Um, It's a good book. That's the shirt, really, right? Yes, it really is so good. Like, he really teaches you, you know, a lot of people think they need money, money, money to go. But really, it's your creativity. You're innovative. Like, money, it makes you say, what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to pivot if you have no money? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So it just gets you in a mindset to be creative, step out of the box. And, you know, not always think you need money to run a business. Because once you get money, the main thing you do, you run it all up, and it's yeah. gone. And then you're back to zero. Yeah. Yeah. So, now I'm gonna have to check that things. book out. I don't I didn't know about that one, but I agree. You're definitely more creative and scrappy because if you don't have it, you have to figure it out. First you, you have money, you're just throwing money at the problem. But when you don't have it, it's like, okay, how do I make this work or how do I figure it out? And a lot of times really great creativity comes out of not having it. So you figure out another way that comes out even better than if you had money to fix it. Exactly. I love it. So I'm going to definitely check that book out myself. And then do you have a movie to share that you think? Hmm. If you don't, it's fine. But I always ask all three because you never know. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I well, there's a new Netflix TV series that I like. You have to just, I, I took bits and pieces of it. It, it wasn't what, what business. Was it? It's called Inventing Anna. Girl, I love that. I just watched yes. it a couple of weeks back. She was... And if you look closely, you really will get some gems. And yes. I was just like, whoa. You have to The confidence it. that she had. Yes. To pull yeah. this off. Plus that green coat. That one scene with the green <laughs> coat. And... But yes. The confidence. Yeah, I'm not saying what she did was right. But my thing is Same. like the people were doing it because she had the confidence to be like, do you know who I am type of thing? <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, it's the confidence. It's, you know, her being so innovative, you know, yes. just really saying, this is what I want. You're going to listen to me. Yeah. So when you have that confidence, especially as a woman, oh, lights are going to be on you. Like when you yes. when she walked into a room, it's like, who is that? Yes. Not something that I really take in consideration when I'm designing. I've always wanted to design for women that, you know, are sophisticated, are confident, and it makes you want to say, who's that? Yes. And she's dressed so classy, and it's just yes. like, okay, I want to know. Like, I want to talk to her. Yes. So it's a lot. So I say, you, you know, don't really read into it too much of what she's doing. It's not right, but just look at, you know, the confidence that she that she had to do all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And believing so much, I guess, in what she was presenting, I think she, like, believed herself that you know, I am an heiress and I can get this $40 million. And the thing is, they were all like willing to give it to her. Yes. With no proof because she didn't have no document. It was just that confidence of like, this is what I'm doing. It's going to be so unique. And we got, she got all these people to agree to be on the board, to design the restaurant, the space, like all of these high New York influential people with nothing but what with she was nothing. telling them. So, I mean, that part is where it's like, okay, I mean, you actually got like real proof 
you're doing real things. So how much more would you, further you would you would get with the confidence to match? She didn't even have anything. She just had the confidence. And it no, took didn't her have anything. You know, so many places. Confidence is key. Yes, yes, most definitely. Thank you again for your time. Do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom you want to share before we let you go? What I loved about you when I met you was that you were so, I didn't really get to talk to you at the event, but when we all went out to dinner and we sat next to each other, I was just like, you're so young, but you were so focused. I didn't realize how young you were until you told me or whatnot, but it was like you were so focused on what you were doing and already building it. I'm like, imagine what she's going to be like in 20 years then, if she's already doing this now, under 30. Oh, thank you so much. And your mom was great um, as well, and it was just like you could tell that you were, you know, raised right and with good support to be able to just immediately go into building your dreams and working on your empire now, because I always say the same thing, like, oh, what if I started in my 20s instead of, you know, BSing around like I was with, like, my career. Yeah, but, you know, I just always just feel like you can start at any time, any yeah. age. You really can. So, like, my words of wisdom would be just get out there, prepare to work. Like, preparation is key. Like, you can take as long as you want. I, that's my thing. Take as long as you want. When you are confident enough to step out, do that. Don't let anyone rush what you have to put out there to the world. I love it. I love it. Thank you again. I really enjoyed chatting with you and getting to know more of your story, even more than what I knew already. And of course, much blessings and success um, in everything that you do. Um, and I'm super excited of what's to come from you and what you have coming up next. Speaking of, is there anything coming up next that you want to share? Or you just want them to go and check out the collection? I have a new collection. It's um, summer, spring, summer 22. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, at Saks Fifth Avenue in May in Houston, the Galleria. Um, and where? In Saks Fifth at New York and Beverly Hills in Los Angeles. So it's a new collection. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. That just, I've been shopping at the Galleria in Texas as well as, actually I've been shopping at all three of those places. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, those are some great stores. I'm sorry that it's not going to be here in Atlanta, but we can shop online, right? Yes, you can shop online. So I'm excited. You know, hopefully Lana will be the next door. Have fingers crossed for Saks, but yeah, those are, you know, my new things. And then, you know, my lounge collection is out right now as well on my website. You can find oh, it at isayla.us. So I-Z-A-Y-L-A.us. So, yeah, those are, you know, the newest things that's happening right now. So oh, I'm excited. I'm Hope excited, too. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Um, Like I said, this will go out next week. Um, once I edit it and then I'm gonna send it to the team and they'll put it out and they'll make sure they tag you and, um, you know, we'll post it and promote it. And it'll also go in our um, newsletter as well and weekly style tip. So I'm excited for people to take a listen as well as to check out your line. I'm going to check out as well to see what I can get to support. Um, and again, I do appreciate you taking the time and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you so much again for having me. Of course. And we'll stay in touch. And please let me know whenever you're back in Atlanta. I will. Okay. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.